Biasanya ke Mars <laughs> What? It's, it's, it's so that's awkward dog That's not the uh, that's not the kind of opening I really want to do I'm out of this phone I literally see So embarrassing So you say hi? Yeah <laughs> Okay Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Pal Talk, Real Talk. We are your hosts, Henny and Amelie. Hi, Henny. Hi, Amelie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. It's been a while. It has been. I mean, like four months a while, right? Four, three months? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been since April. Longer than you've held a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to add that. Touche. <laughs> Touche. She got me, <laughs> got my ass. Actually, we have been we have been gone for quite a while, and uh, I'm very very sorry about that. Yeah, my uh, same here. Apologies, but there's literally no excuse. I mean, I have an excuse. Oh, you do? I do. Oh. I mean, probably what Malay hasn't seen me, and a lot of people haven't seen me. That's true. And I hate to say it, I really feel bad about this, but I've been in jail for a while. What? Yeah. Huh? I've been in jail. What? <laughs> jail. I've been in jail. Like jail, jail. Like prison jail. What? Like locked up with a cellmate jail. What? You had a mate? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. What like, happened? Yeah. How it happened? Well, to be honest, I was out here. I was, I'm broke. Okay. You know, so I'm, I was like, yo, I need some fucking money. So I decided scamming niggas. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I would talk to those guys on who talking about, oh, sweetie, honey, baby, I will give you to pay me. And I said, yeah, I'm happy. Was this on IG? Twitter, obviously. I don't go on IG. I got Russian bots on ID. IG, oh. IG. Only people who hit me up on Instagram is Russian bots. Mm. So it was on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. All my all my weird shit is on Twitter. So I was just like, all right, listen, sir. Like, I'm happy because one of them was, uh, I'm like, where are you at? He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm based here to, uh, in Wisconsin. And I said, oh, my God. Wow. Lucky for you, I'm based in Wisconsin, too. But we can make this Wisconsin a Wisconsin. Ooh, mm-hmm. smoother. Yeah, and so he, I met up with him, and I did what the Claremont twins did. I robbed him. Oh, took his credit cards. Okay, went about it. Mm-hmm. Spent hella money. Ooh. Then I felt bad because I'm like, man, I must be doing a really shitty sin. Like I'm just, God's never gonna look at me the same. So, <laughs> so I said, I, I donated, I donated a portion of the money. What I did. You are a better woman than me. I donated a portion of the money. We're talking like 3%. Wow. <laughs> on somebody else's that. money. Yeah. Well, I mean, my money is his money. His money is my money. So <laughs> Scamming. I did. I did that. And then obviously I went with a fake identification. But doing that, I got addicted to it. So I did a couple more. It's like that girl who got addicted to eating rocks. I got addicted to robbing niggas. So I was like, let me do it again. And I did it again in Idaho. I did it in again. Idaho. <laughs> You'd be surprised the amount of Mormon people in Idaho that you could easily rob. I mean, shout out to all the girls who get ass shots in Idaho. Hey, yeah. That's the place you want to come home to with your ass shots. Yep. In come Idaho. With that BBL in Idaho. In Idaho. That's the place you want to flex on an ass shot. Exactly. In Idaho. I pulled up some moves in South Dakota. <laughs> I actually decided. That's the first time I've ever heard of South Dakota being called South, South Dakota. Dakota. Then I was running from the cops. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I obviously have my friend. I asked my friend to hook me up, and I can't tell my friend's name because, you know, like, anonymity out here. So I got my friend, and my friend gave me a different identification. I had a different ID. And then I was like, I need a job. I'm stuck in North Dakota. And I was South like, Dakota? No, I, I, I traveled to North Dakota. Oh, okay. I was in South Dakota, and then I traveled to North Dakota when I started sensing that I was getting caught. So I became a stripper. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've got great assets when I work it. <laughs> 
So I became a stripper. My uh, my stripper name was Xenon. Very very girl. I couldn't supernova girl. Yeah, of course. The tits with the supernova. Yeah, I definitely take people out of the world. Like as soon as I give that, my lap dances are out of the world, out of this world. So I was like, all right, Xenon, time to make a move. So I was busting my ass off, working two different, mm, shaking that shit. Whatever little shit I had, you know that. (laughs) I don't really have much. But you were shaking it. But I was shaking it. Them legs were shaking. I was putting squat work like squats never even existed before that. Damn. I was like, mm, out here. And then, I re- and then I saw a cop, and I started entertaining a cop. I didn't know he was a cop. It was just a man. He was a really friendly man. So I was like, all right, this can be the love of my life. He was gorgeous. We're talking Chris Hemsworth gorgeous. God damn. I know. Damn. The type of man you'd be willing to just. I'd let him slap me. <laughs> If he told me to do the dishes, I was like, I already have it done for you. If he said cook for me eight days out of the week, I would cook. <laughs> That's how much I respect this man. That's, I mean, Chris Hemsworth could literally tell me to jump how high and I would be pulling Serena Williams high jumps. You know? Ooh. I'd be pulling the Olympics high jumps. I if he told Serena me Williams to. can jump high, but I she could she jump. jump high. She could jump high. Yeah. I'd be pulling high jump moves. If he told me to punch a kid, guess what's happening? I'll slap the shit out of that kid. <laughs> I love him taking me to Asgard. <laughs> I just know he could take me to Asgard. Anyway, so my Chris Hunter, Chris Hemsworth boo, you know, he's out there. and We kind of fell in love. You know, this is all in the span of good two months. So I've had a pretty tumultuous life right now. And we fell in love and I'm ready to marry him. But I'm like, whoa, I'm Muslim and you're not. <laughs> what? That's what's... <laughs> what? I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, there are a lot of things I feel like people could do. But once it's like, whoa, <laughs> I'm Muslim. I can't go there. <laughs> like, so, stopping. <laughs> so I was like, oh, she became a stripper. But <laughs> it was the marriage that said we were born in this no. earth with no clothes. We will leave this earth with no clothes. And so, a pole. The pole could come with me. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, I was like, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I don't think I'm going to convert. And I was like. Why would you do that to me? I know you love me. And I was like, it's all cool. So one day I was uh, entertaining and uh, I uh, stole his money. And he found out that I stole his money and locked me up. And I went to jail. Damn. <laughs> Your own boo locked you up? My own boo locked me up. Could you imagine the betrayal? You can't even. Can't, I, I like, can't. But luckily the judge saw that I was a good little holy, wholesome Muslim girl. And was mm-hmm. like. In this day and age, with Trump's all the shit that Trump's been doing to you guys, like I'm just gonna let you slide off, which is real, real slim chance. I don't even know what he was doing, but I think maybe he was getting a little bit of entertainment from a black Muslim girl that I might have called to help me out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the stripping wasn't even enough. He said marriage. Ah, I don't know about that. He like he was. Are you not gonna not? convert for me? Yeah, of course. I mean, if he's not gonna go all the way with me and do this the right way then i'm just like i don't think coming from a girl who's scamming (laughs) she had a hot girl summer this is the definition of a hot girl summer actually it's not a hot girl summer it's a city girl summer for you yeah i was pulling i was pulling moves and so so that's where you've been for mm -hmm. the past couple months free my nigga jt free my nigga jt for real for real she's about to get out free jt though free jt on everything she did scam that's why she's in prison that's why we have a lot in common did you meet jt while you're in jail Unfortunately, no. Oh, damn. I wish she was my roommate. 
I wish JT was your roommate. But I knew somebody. My cellmate was cool friends with her. It's her cousin. Wow. Can you imagine? You're living the dream. I was doing, I was doing, I was doing a little something. something. It was a little, it was a little rough. You know, I've had a, I've had a hard time. I can't believe I went from the little girl from the small town all of a sudden robbing niggas and scamming and gets caught by this Chris Hemsworth lookalike. Who to ended who up turning you as a stripper. I mean, I thought you said he's a cop. I worked as a stripper. Oh, remember? I thought you said he, he is a cop. He ended up ca- catching me. Oh. I met him at a strip joint, obviously. Sounds where like I, where I feel like all love lasts is marrying a guy at a strip joint. Damn. We could have if this was Vegas and we were in Vegas, I would have loved him. <laughs> Just so I can get a prenup. <laughs> Just so I can get the money. I'd be like Give her one child. Yeah, the annulment. I want the annulment checks. Damn. But yeah, that's what that's exactly what I've been doing. So I'm sorry that uh I've been gone for you know, all social media and everything going on. I just have been going through it a lot. Like, and I can't discuss a lot of my case because it's, I don't want anything to come and incriminate me. So, but I'm giving you guys a little bit of the details of what my story is. And I will be having an upcoming podcast explaining detail by detail of what happened. So, so incaptivating, so beautiful, so risky that you're just like, when's the next episode? When is the next episode? wow stay tuned i'm already here like i can't you guys i just thought henny was just chilling and working i had no idea i haven't seen her in a couple months either so we haven't seen each other so i just assumed he was doing what everybody else was doing which is just working but damn she Real had a city girl that's true she had a city girl summer yep robbed so yeah stole identity issues fell in love said nah it ain't happening. The lover said, you know what? You Damn. ain't Muslim. <laughs> I can't do this. She said, Dean requirements. Ugh, gotta go. Since I'm a stripper, though. But Dean was right here. And then, and then had JT's cousin in a jail with her as her cellmate in South Dakota. Yeah, Shook. Shit was crazy. Damn. I feel like an album is coming. I should, right? I feel like the I'm album's thinking about coming. I thought I would sell my movie rights. I already know somebody who's a producer. So I was like, maybe I should sell my movie rights. He'll be interested in that shit. And then, but now I'm just thinking, maybe. An album? An album. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm about to call, I'm about to call Carisha. Ooh. I'm about to call Carisha and be like, You guys, I'm going to be in the booth when this is happening. I can't <laughs> wait for it. I'm Carisha, come to Minneapolis, sis. I got a song for you. Carisha, please. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Santana on the beat with you, too. Literally. Bring them all. I'm, gl- I'm glad, Henny, um, you had, um, thank you for filling not only me, but the audience in. Talk, yeah. talk, 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 talk. I felt like it was, uh, I needed to let you guys know. I felt like if I didn't let you guys know, you would probably think that, you know, me and Emily just gave up on everybody. We would never give up. Never. Yeah, it's hard, but we, we really wouldn't. It's like the love that we have for this podcast. I don't think so at all. Yeah, like, we talk we talk about pal talk a lot. Yeah. And also, you know, um, you know what's really amazing? Every single time that I was going out, I always had somebody that told me they listened to the podcast. Like it's so weird. I was like every single time that I went out, somebody was like, Oh, and they really enjoyed um the Avatar episode a lot. A lot of people really talk about that episode the most. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who just has been listening, who's been with us. I appreciate every single thing. And you know what, me and Henny will be consistent. She won't go to jail no more. She won't scam no more. She won't fall in love no more and then have her boo suck her out. Falling in love is overrated, okay? Women, we do not deserve this. Robin. You fell in love with a white man. You kind of deserve it. He was Chris Hemsworth. I'd do anything for that man. <laughs> Slap a hoe for that I'd man. I'd do anything for that man. <laughs> Go to his shift and work for him. I'll pull in work for Chris Hemsworth. I'd be like, what? You can't clock in at seven? I'm already there. <laughs> I've already put, I've already hit the punch card. I am right here. Oh, you want me to work overtime? Say less. You want me to babysit? Got you. I got you, bro.
Grace. What is this episode of Pal Talk Real Talk? So the episode of Pal Talk Real Talk this week is what is your prime? Basically what we are going to ask is is hitting your prime such a thing as like hitting your prime too early? Is that a thing? Yeah and in prime we're exploring different aspects of prime. We're going to explore prime and related to relationships and marriage, prime and career, prime and you know sex. um, Self-evolution. Self-evolution and we're trying to see like does hitting your prime exist? And that is what we're exploring today because we came up with this after reading numerous posts of men inserting themselves in conversations that aren't their business. And at least to me, it's just like, if you have to talk about a woman, don't even try. Zip. If you have any (laughs) sort of insertations about, this is what I'm going to say. Women should zip. Women zip. What? Zip. (laughs) Exactly. That That is where I'm going right now. So I'm just... So I'm like, you know what? I'm fed up about this. Let us uh, let's talk about what you want to talk about, and we're gonna for coming from two women. Yeah, I actually have a question. You did read a Facebook post um recently that you showed. I did. Yeah, can you go on? Basically, this guy was uh it was an Instagram post, but it was from Facebook. He screenshot it. I'm like, lame. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You could have just wrote that (laughs) out. Go ahead though. So basically, this individual had said. So why is it that women are trying to look seductive and seduce men when they're single, but once they are married, they can't even seduce their husbands? Some of y'all do so much to look good for single women, but when it comes to your husband, you look dead and look you look dead and look like someone had just had a cat fight with you. Hashtag got it all mixed up. Hashtag the ones that quack the loudest are the ones that aren't really about it. Oh brother, this guy stinks! Mm, mm. Coming from a guy who's not married. Mind Coming you from that. a guy Mind who's you that. not married. No experience in marriage. No experience whatsoever. But trying to, to vocalize two it. cents in in a conversation that has nothing to do with him. That's like me going to um, a bunch of uh, chemist majors and telling them what chemistry is about. Mm-hmm. That's like me telling the guy who created penicillin, no, this is how you really fucking do it. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a TV film g- girl and I'm telling you how to create penicillin. You ain't about that. So he basically said that's kind of crazy in my eyes. Yeah. Especially he's talking about his hashtag the one who quacks the most. He's hashtag talking about the himself. ones that quack the loudest aren't really about it. Coming from him. Ugh. Yikes. Damn. So what do you think about that? I'm I was as soon as I saw that I said. Really, nigga. <laughs> This is by far single-handedly the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Seduction is a two-way street. Women do not have to dress up for their husbands in order to seduce them. If you can't put it down, you think that a woman's just going to dress up for you? Oh, I'm ready to... No, if you want to seduce your... uh, uh, If you want to have sex and you want to seduce your woman, then be about it and make sure you, you know... Be romantic. Be romantic about it. Know her. Yeah, know your know your girl yeah. and about her. But if you're about thinking that oh a woman has to get dressed up looking t- a nine to f- on the ten like getting dressed up dressed up to the max just to be home to make sure you're you're ready to go. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Okay? Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing, and I I genuinely mean it from the bottom of my heart. Worry about your career, your non-existent job, your hairline, <laughs> keep maintaining that beard of yours. It, trying to get fit for the girl and actually trying to get married and then once you get married worry about procreating with a woman before you talk about what a woman can and cannot do with her fucking body that's true and i also think that if you're going into a mindset of thinking about seduction in marriage which i just don't think like that's like the most important thing in marriage i don't think you should have that type of mindset going into marriage i think open like communication you're not, yeah. and trust that stuff is really really beautiful and that kind of shit can be if you you know yeah but i'm just my head is like if that's the mindset that you're coming from 
I don't think you should be able to get married because I think marriage is he's more, not he's not, he's not ready, ready to be married if that's what marriage is such a commitment and it's like and when you get married you involve your children in it too so it's like you're making a family mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're the best parent you're the best spouse to each other you just cannot be out here thinking about like I'm oh just, if you're not why aren't you sedu- like why aren't you seductive why are you seductive when you're single but then you let yourself go when you're married it's like okay i feel like what this allows if you bring this sort of uh input into the world it's saying that you didn't get dressed up for me so i'm allowed to look elsewhere because you weren't able to satisfy me because you couldn't look the nine that you were when we were in the relationship and i also think that objectifies as women like you're literally just looking at women as an object not even as a human being Mm -hmm. like 100 percent. and it's just it's an idiotic thing to say imagine somebody saying that about your mom (laughs) i'm just saying exactly or your sister imagine like your parents have such a loving relationship and all of a sudden your dad's like oh you don't believe your mom you're like what i got a second wife behind your back because you just weren't you weren't seductive enough for me you weren't you weren't showing me that you appreciated me you know that it's like i said it's a fucking two-way street if you can't show appreciation to your wife, why do you expect her to give you that same type of energy over and over again? That's 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 asking for a disaster of a relationship. That- I think that's like any time that you're not putting effort into something and thinking that it's going to work for you. Anything you care about, you put your work into it. Mm-hmm. So you can't be out here thinking like, oh, why isn't my wife being seductive? I think just talk to your wife before. I'm not I'm not married, so I wouldn't know what to tell you if you were married, but my thing would be like, you know your spouse better than anybody. Exactly. Clearly, like you live with this person. Talk to, it's like talk to the person. I don't know. Is hitting maybe, what is he trying to say that women only hit, the, uh, they lose their prime after marriage or in marriage? I think. That's what it kind of sounds like. It seems like that's where he was going. But I mean. Do you lose, question, do you lose your prime? That's one of the, okay, that's the first question about prime right now. So it's like, do you lose lose your prime if you're married life of a prime i don't believe this word prime exists in in anything i don't believe it applies in career i don't believe it applies in relationships and marriage i don't believe it applies in sex i don't believe it applies anything i just don't believe it applies um and when in relationships and in marriage there is i don't think there's no such thing as a prime only because it would be saying, oh, you peaked here two years into our marriage, so now we're going down. Mm. You know? It's like, oh, we weren't up. We were up for five years. We were scaling this tip of the scale, and now we're about to climb the down. You're ask- It's almost like you're asking to sort of fail. It's oh, allowing yourself to be to put. Yeah, you're- it's either it's self-destructive, and it's also very toxic on your marriage. Now, as I said, we're not married people. We can't speak on the idea. Like, we, we, we've never been married, but we do understand certain things. To me, at least in my opinion, if somebody had said to me, oh, you're, you know, you're prime. You peaked, you peaked, peaked at a peaked certain marriage, time. Yeah. It's asking for me to fail, put myself down. And then it's just like, how long until do you, prime, do you peak again? Do you come back again? and mm. Or do you come, do you don't, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also, what about what about the people who, it's kind of like when you think about peak, the most common thing people think about is high school. Yeah. Like, high school peak, like, they only peaked at high school and then they got stuck. It's, be, it's because those people. Welcome to people, small town world. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from a small town girl here. I think when people say that uh, you peaked in high school, it's, I think it's because They've allowed themselves to think that high school was the best time of their lives. And even in people who are in college, you said you peaked in college, just because they they keep reflecting and moving and thinking about the past past so much that they're just like, it's never going to get better than this. And and, the, and and because they have that mentality and mindset, they won't allow themselves to have the drive to do something really well and successful with their lives because they're forcing themselves to constantly look in the back and the past and be 
um, all about the past. The past is supposed to help you look into the present and look into what you want in the future. That's You're true. supposed to reflect on the past to decide, hey, this is what I've been through. This is this is how I know things are really good. Okay, what can I do in the to in the present to make myself feel even better in, in the, the future. future. Yeah. So, you know, and if you if you constantly keep thinking about the past, you're going to miss out on everything in the present. Absolutely. You're going to miss out on everything in the present and you're going to you're just going to you be think, stuck and plateaued and it's just it's not, not the way it. to go about life. Do you, you only have one life. Oh. I just wanted to say that. Okay, that's kind of... I saw you. I felt like I was going somewhere. So I was like, let me finish. <laughs> like, I don't have the best memory. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The, no, go ahead. No, it's really good. Um, I also think is, do you think... Why do you think somebody uh, just stops at saying like, oh, you know, my high school or my college years were like the best years of my life. Why do you think people just only get stuck on like a certain age or a certain time in their life? Like, why do... I just... I, I'm not that, so I can't like know. I, I think... And I'm, I'm, I, I can kind of understand this, at least in my opinion. Um, when you look back at a certain time and you reflect on all the fun times you've had, you've had great relationships, you were going out more, you were really enjoying yourself more, and you think that this is the happiest time of your life. Because maybe in the present, you're not in the stage that you want to be. I mean, you don't have the job that you want right after college. You, you're, you know, a massive amount of debt. You're lonely, you're single, you're depressed. So you're constantly thinking, oh my God, I'm. that's the best time of my life. I want that so much. And you're always looking back at your photos and your flashback and just thinking and reflecting and stuff. And like I said, that can be very, very I think I, that can be pretty dangerous for you mm. because it would just, it keeps you steady and you're not thinking about, hey, this is the future. I mean, this is the present. And if you're not thinking about the present and you're so focused on the past, you're not allowing yourself to grow as an individual and be a, and and you know try to go out there and try to get the job that you want try to look for p- friends and look for a relationship go out there if you're going through a mental if you're going through something mentally and you're depressed open and talk to somebody you know share your struggles with people confide in people seek help seek treatment but if you're constantly reflecting back in your life it's going to make you feel more miserable that's true and you're constantly going to put yourself down and put yourself down and it's just going to be really really self-destructive here's remember everything is temporary like Mm -hmm. every single thing is temporary like you're going through a hardship that shit is temporary as hell like that's how i always get through everything i'm like this doesn't last and it's it never freaking does you guys never does the good times the bad times anytime it don't last okay the biggest lesson i've learned throughout this entire year was like if your life is already down like life is down itself do not push yourself further down Mm -hmm. because the problem is things will change right and your lifestyle will change and then things will get better what doesn't get better is the habits that you built during those times that you were really like down those habits is what you have that's the aftermath that you have to deal with is like if you became somebody who doubted themselves so you're at a new job you're at a new place whatever it is all of a sudden like that doubt like that you were in that negative spot in your life that doubt starts coming in and now you're like oh crap i have to deal with the doubt Mm -hmm. so it's like don't don't push yourself already down like don't do that to yourself don't even give up i think that being your primary thinking you peaked at a place has to do with you giving up at your yourself exactly 100 percent. do not give up please i am begging you do not give up on your life that shit is just whack it will it's worse for you to give up on yourself than it is for you to continue because remember the habits that you built around the times that your life is harsh like you have gone through hardship those habits stay with you mm-hmm. be careful what you develop Mm-hmm. like either you can get good at something or you can get really bad at something just choose wisely and don't like like i said please whatever you do don't knock yourself down 
that shit is hard to come back from. <laughs> I'm telling you, I experienced that. I literally had to come back up. I was like, come on, you can do this. You know what this reminds me of? What? The Carrie Hilson knocked me down. For <laughs> <laughs> real. I just keep thinking of Carrie Don't Hilson. knock me down. <laughs> Actually, that's a good visual to have. Is anytime that you think you peaked, think about that. You're like, oh, shoot. I peaked at high school. I peaked after college. Oh, I remember the first time I worked at this new position. I peaked over there. Just think about the Carrie Hilson knocking you down. You knock yourself every single time you think you peaked at somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, what we're going to talk about right now regarding the whole Prime thing is um, we're going to discuss Prime in a, se- in a more sexual manner, I guess, in evolution and ovulation and babies and reproduction and all that business, you know. Um, I've, I've heard from numerous people, and I'm sure we've heard around the block that you know, especially in our community, um, men aren't supposedly, allegedly, I don't want to put allegedly with really hard, really hard quotes right there, hand quotes. Allegedly, men are not interested in women who are unmarried over the age of 25 because they're considered, gasp, spoiled milk. Boy, if you don't get. <laughs> what in the 1970s is happening right now? <laughs> spoiled milk? <laughs> You know what spoiled milk turns into? Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> oh, for... A friend of mine told me that. I had no idea. Anyway, so, um, yeah, no, I have heard... I've actually heard this before, and um, I've, I've watched a video about it from people who were saying this, and I don't even remember who it was, um, but I... So their peak is me. so it their peak is because after twenty five. So what they were saying is oh sorry before twenty five. Yeah, they were saying that women who are over twenty five are considered less desirable than women who are you know in the twenties area because of the fact that their reproductive system and their biological clock is um, more active or i'd say and they're more likely to reproduce or that's why they're considered spoiled milk because they're since they're older their biological clock is apparently ticking Mm. at a faster rate and men find that undesirable which i think it sounds like straight up bullshit such bullshit such bullshit bullshit alert bullshit alert bullshit alert alert. (laughs) and it's just like damn who hurt you, first of all, to be thinking about this? Where are your sources? Where are your sources? Because a lot of women over 25 right now. Do you know the infidelity rate? We'd be in the handsmaid's tale. God damn. <laughs> we would be in the handsmaid's tale with women over 25 not having children and and they can't produce. Are you sent to the colonies? Yeah. Like, oh, shoot. So all of a sudden, my... So all of a sudden, I'm rated as desirable for men based off of my fucking ovaries. Yeah, basically, that's how Earth that's, works. Do you see how... That's what he's saying. I don't think that's how Earth works. No, I'm just saying it. Do you think... You know how stupid that sounds? That just sounds so it. stupid. It's just like my whole life is like, oh my God, I hit 25. I'm 26 right now. It's over for me. I'm never going to find a man. I think 25 is a good age. I think... Here's what I... This is why I feel like 25 is a great age. I think so, too. In your mid-20s, I feel like you've really, really grown as an individual because you're off of... you've. You know, you've done the fuck shit of your teenage lifestyle into your 20s. You've partied it out. You've dated it out. And if you're, unless you're in, you know what you want. At this point, you should know your self-worth. Um, and if you don't know, then I'm going to let you know. You're always worth it. You're a 10. Don't let nobody bring you down to a 99 or less. You're oh, yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a dime plus 99, 99. And I will add that extra five cents to make it 115. What? 
a dollar fifteen because you ain't worth anything less than a dollar. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I mean, wait. <laughs> you ain't All worth anything. You're dying for signing, and you're not worth anything less. If if you if if you have to put yourself out there, you are the number one person. Don't let nobody bring you down. And I also think you have to like yourself. Yeah, like like yourself. Like you're here. You're with you for the rest of your life. You gotta like Hug you. yourself. Okay, I did. <laughs> it was nice, comforting. But here, here's this. Here's this, I think is this sort of idiotic thing. It's just like if you focus so much on you know when you're, it's like if you're searching for a partner and you think about it the whole oh my god I can't go with anybody who's under twenty five. What if you do get somebody who's twenty three who you don't have a you know you you don't have children with them and then you get into another woman and you don't have a children with them. Have you ever really thought maybe it's you? <laughs> you're so focused on a woman what a woman can and what a woman's ovary can and cannot do have you thought about you have you thought about your sperm count like I'm have sperm, you have you thought about it why should you allow that to be the only thing that's just a bullshit excuse i what think the most important thing want. you look for is probably somebody who's just stability. like kindness too like yeah. you look for always i like somebody who wants like similar stuff as me because by the time you're like 25 i'm pretty sure you kind of know who you are yeah so you're like, oh, you know, I want this and that. I don't think the last thing that I, I don't know. I would never thought about the whole spoiled milk. I've also, and you have to also think about it. We women, like, can have babies at really older ages. You see women having babies in their 30s. Didn't you say Nancy Grace? Nancy Grace had it at 50. Okay, Brie Vanderkamp from uh, Desperate Housewives had fucking twins in her late 40s. She was approaching 50 at the time. She was like 48. She had twins healthy twins i don't feel like that dictates you that doesn't you don't wear you don't wear a t-shirt that says i have uh uh i I can produce 10 babies (laughs) i got 10 eggs they're perfectly working pick me (laughs) choose me love Love me me. (laughs) that's bullshit do you think that since they said um that that women um after 25 are spoiled milk what do you think about men after 25 then (laughs) you're spoiled milk (laughs) They even they said that men don't even fully develop until like forty. Yes, yeah, forty years. That's why old. a lot of women like older men? That's true. Because their maturity level is probably yeah. And actually, at twenty five is when the frontal lobe grows in for a much uh for uh men at that age. Yeah, women are more mature than men. So I mean, I mean, if you do get somebody who's like twenty eight, twenty nine, who's like very mature, I've met twenty eight, twenty nine year olds who are really fucked up. I've met literally a guy who one time who's around 28 years old and I'm like it just it's his mentality was so childish like he was a friend of a friend so that's how I got to know him and he was just super childish I was like dude when are you gonna like just stop playing like games like you're 28 years old bro like where the hoe is at ain't no hoes here bro like go home <laughs> like don't you have to work at like five in the morning like and they're still on that they are still on that fuck shit life like they still re- they're still remembering up that uh oh that that's a peak that's a peak. that's a peak that's a peak that's a peak oh like, no. snap you keep thinking about the past grow up oh what about what you know what who but now that you made me think about what about when i think about celebrities and like like uh let's say leonardo dicaprio like f- just for an example oh. what about men in like hollywood who live the bachelor life yeah like them i always think about like they when they never think they peak no they never think they're peaking at all that's probably why (laughs) even even with that tummy and shit women still love him i'll be one of them yeah so wow so do men peak no men men probably don't think they peak 
I feel like unless if they think that they peak, they probably don't think they peak reproductive wise. They probably think they peak career wise, job wise, you know, all that. And stuff. that probably stops them from g- getting married and all that type of stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not financially where I need to be at I, to yeah. be getting married and all that type of stuff. I think about, okay, fine. Let's go into um, peaking at careers. Let's go into the career one. Do you think there is such a thing that talks about peaking at a career? Yes. I, th- I feel like, okay, I think people think that if you're over, you know, you, you go to college. If you go to college, if you decide to go to college and you graduate and you have, you you know, you look for a job and then you can't find a job. So you stuck with a, not a shitty job, but, a, you know, a something that's stagnant, that's stable, that's. It's enough to pay your bills, but it's not settling. really what, yeah, you're settling. settling. settling and yeah. you kind of just fall into the settling life and then, you know, but you're still on Indeed looking for jobs or anything like that. And, you know, you, but you still continue to settle for, you know, five, 10 years. Well, what's to say that do you won't have a comeback career? Like you ever watched The Pursuit of Happiness, you know? Yeah. You watched The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. That guy was, the guy, Will Smith's character was... In his mid thirties, I would say forties. He looked really old. Yeah, he in was. That. He was pretty grown. He had a kid. He was. I, I don't know if he was successful before. I can't remember the movie. But I mean, like he never really gave up. And then he had the idea, and it caused him. He had him become really successful. If we're talking about somebody's career that had the ultimate comeback career, let's talk about Robbie Robbie Downey Jr., mm. the big man of boss. Mm. The man had a great career. He had a great initial career in the eighties, back in the Rat Pack crew. I know a lot about this shit because, you know, like, I know all about entertainment. Anyway, I'm practically in news. So I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> so he he was in the he was in the Rat Pack and um, the Rat Pack. I don't remember. The Rat Pack. And um, and then he kind of got into drugs and alcohol and sort and then his life just sort of tumbled. Not mo- movies weren't hiring him anymore. Um he was going in and out of jail, in and out of rehab. Like he just was struggling, and you didn't. And then at some point, you just stopped hearing about Robbie Downey Jr. for a while. You never really thought about Robbie Downey Jr. It was here and there. I didn't. At some point, and then somebody out there gave. But he, I feel like he was still looking for jobs. He just wasn't given the opportunity. And finally, an opportunity knocks on his door. And they're like, "Would you want to be Iron Man?" He's like, "Yeah." I'll take it. Look at Robbie fucking Downey Jr. now. He is Marvel. <laughs> Look at Robbie he, Downey Jr. now. He created the, he started the whole Marvel universe lovey-dovey shit, and we fucking love him for that. Yeah. And that, he had the ultimate comeback story. Now he's on top of the fucking world. And So you can't give up on So I don't think career. that you can give up on your career. I think that they, they, you might plateau, and you might think that, hey, um, you might have a great job, and you might have gotten fired from it. That was in your degree, and then you obviously have plateaued and you know you're here and there and don't give up on that whatever i feel like out of all the peaks that we've been talking about like marriage sexually and all that i feel like career wise do not ever play yourself in that area like do because your career is like your dream you know what i mean so do not i feel like i would i I don't know to me a little bit of me would because like i just had a year that was like up and down so and then it just kind of puts your dreams on the back and like the back like the back of your head Mm -hmm. and then it always feels like to me i always feel empty because i feel like a part of me hasn't really done what i really wanted to do and i'm like man there's just something like i'm just meant to do this and i haven't really fully like been able to do it it's like your dreams you should never ever like whatever you do like whatever that you love so much that you find you want to find a career in or whatever in a hobby in whatever you do do like you can peak at other levels in life like biologically you know what i mean i understand that but your career my mm-hmm. g 
don't do that to yourself do not give up on that because a little bit of you really does die away in your heart you're like what's the point of life like i didn't get to do what i wanted to do now i'm just like just settling at this one job that i don't it's easy to settle like i've really realized how it's easy to settle just because like you know the road that it gets to do things just that road is difficult but the goal shouldn't be mm-hmm. like don't ever forget about your goal always go for it and i here's the thing about life if you don't play in your life and you don't do what you want to do with life life is going to find something for you to do and i would rather go all the way and do what i want to do just the thought of living a life that's not me and life like me waking up that big then stay safe <laughs> literally me waking up and i'm not living in the house that i want to live in i'm not at the career i want my biggest thing in my life is to be my own boss if i don't get to have that that's like i don't want to be on somebody else's time that's like one of my things in my life is i don't want to be on somebody else's time and t- i don't want to wake up and just oh i have to be at work at this time or i have to do this so that i can't but that's not <laughs> i'm so passionate about it but that's not my purpose in my life and it feels like you, I, like i said life will literally find something for you to do do not sit there and just let things go by and do not sit there just to be like, oh, next year, two years from now, five years from now, time is going to go by. You might want to take advantage of the time mm-hmm. while you're here. Mm-hmm. Don't play yourself with careers at all because careers are very linked to your dreams. It w- It's what really makes you feel alive. Yeah, man, I was unemployed. I was unemployed right after college and a year after college. And I found the opportunity of a lifetime through internships.com just randomly. I was like, hell, I'm fucking bored. Let me just do something. And I found a great connection that's leading to a career that I will be very, very happy and successful to exactly. um, dwell into that I'm, you know, it's a little management there and there and there. But I'm very, very happy of that. And I didn't, I thought that, honestly, I thought that shit was like, I'm like, yo. Once you get bummed out, like I said, yeah. do not, like, life is already a little bummed, but don't toss yourself down on the yeah. stairs already, because it's going to take a minute to get right back up. Mm-hmm. It takes, when I tell you it takes a minute to get back up, like, my self-esteem and my confidence, I had to slowly be like, okay, buddy, come on. You can do this. You're great at it. What? What's stopping you? <laughs> you guys, this is how I talk to myself. I was like, come on. I was like, you've always been really good at this. You know you can do it. I was like, look at you. And I would always reflect on, like, past accomplishments accomplishments that i've done Mm -hmm. and that would like motivate me to be like yeah you know what i have done that before oh this is what it feels like when i put work into do something i want to do so it's slowly like just like always make sure that you're self-reflecting in areas in your life because that's where peak will literally get you is when you don't reflect and you just let time and things just go by that's when peak starts creeping up and that's when you snapchat reminders and everything you look back at now it's so easy with social media you can look back at your life and the things you've done and you're like damn like last year i was traveling today was so fun oh my god take me back and then you're at home like looking at on your phone what two you were doing two years ago and you're like damn you got the money go on a vacation yeah that's true. Go on vacation. Go make some friends. Like I said, peak starts when you just like aren't reflecting. If you keep updated with yourself and what you're doing with your life and your circle of your friends, your relationships, when you reflect those things and you take time to really see if those relationships are flourishing you or are you the one who's like not flourishing it? You know, people always, I feel like people never ever, um, I feel like people are also also very entitled. I think Pete comes being entitled by it. Like, I used to do this, I used to do that. So what? It's like, if you peaked at high school and you think that you at 18, 17 years old is when you were like, the shit. What the hell? That's weird to me, first of all. <laughs> I would never be the shit. <laughs> I was so ugly in high school. <laughs> I, was, I was never. But that's an entitlement. You feel like you should be entitled to how your life used to be. But that's when your life was because you cared about your life. You stopped caring about it. How are you entitled to want things to go good for you when you stop caring about those things? Like, 
Period. period. Poo. <laughs> I can't even top that. That's period. So peak is oh peak also comes with entitlement. Like you entitled. You think like oh I I should be doing this and that. No, like yeah. you don't care enough to be putting into work. Do not get mad at life for um not giving you things. You have to get your ass up and mm-hmm. literally like stop with the self victimizing. I cannot stand mm-hmm. people who feel sorry for themselves. Like get up, get your ass up. Yeah, if you constantly think that you've peaked. You're doing something wrong. It's an excuse, too. It's an excuse. It's just an excuse. You're, ex- you're making yourself... Emily's right. You're self-victimizing. <laughs> you're making yourself think, oh, like that was like I'll the- never become that again. Yeah. I'll never have the girl in my dreams. She probably <laughs> wasn't the girl in your dreams if she left you, dog. <laughs> like, Damn. my guy, I'm sorry, man. You might have to go. Like, this ain't... Girl, you watch how I met your mother. Robin ain't for you. <laughs> Go stay with Tracy. Go meet I a Tracy. I don't even want to talk about her. Not your mother. That's Good. kind of a bad example because I think Ted always thought that. Robin was the one of And he wasn't. She was terrible to him. I just can't. Her and Barney. That's not important, you guys. Anyway. So, yeah. The, I don't think the peak exists. Peak. Do you think uh, what I've always wanted to think about was peak versus evolution? Like, let's. I think you do evolve as a person. Obviously, you know, you learn there are lessons in life even when you don't know that there are lessons in life. Damn. You, oh my God, look at me. What? Yeah, you know, you meet people and you might not, you might never see those people again, but they have impacted you in a way where you take that and learn that and, and it evolves you as a person. Yeah, and it teaches you something. Yeah. It can, like, you could compare and contract. Like, if, you're, if you think, like, you peaked at, like, 22, right? And then you're, like, 30 right now. You can be like, dang, like, is that really, like, me at 22 is where I peaked at? And you're like, but how have I? If you look at yourself and you're like, how have I evolved as a person? Then that's when your mindset starts to change about it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, dang, I can do this and do that now. Instead of saying, like, oh, that's where I was the best at, you can say, dang, like, what has not come yet that might be the best? Oh, yeah, that's exactly. Oh, that's that's good. Thank I you. Hey, that's really good. Thanks. <laughs> I just do what I exactly. do. Exactly. I do what I do for Power Talk, Real Talk, you know? We gotta do a little something. We're trying to help y'all out and your self-esteem and your life. But literally, just look at every... Instead of, like, just reframe your questions mm-hmm. of how... Like, let's say, okay, um, what's an example for... Let's, I'm trying to think how you can... Give me, like, a... I can't You're think. unemployed? Yeah. You're you can, unemployed... Um, you just got fired from a $75,000 job. Holy shit. What have you done? <laughs> just kidding. They're layoffs. Okay. So you can say like, oh my God, like that job was the best job. Job was my income. An evolution question would be like, has that job fulfilled what I needed to fill? Like, has it like... Has that job really made you happy, happy? Or was it just a consistent nine to five to get you by? And think about it. Money is always going to come. Like regardless, like money is always going to come and go, but the purpose of your careers or your jobs or the place that you work that even if you got fired at something you guys i got fired at the salon place let me mind you um it hurt my self-esteem i was 17 years old my gut was hurting when they said we gotta let you go you guys i cried after i got laid off at the same job twice <laughs> <laughs> i cried in the car I listening to sad songs uh, eating bunch of junk food no dude that's like getting fired is like i got fired let me tell you why i got fired it was the dumbest thing in the whole wide world i literally got fired just because i was at the front i was the receptionist there right i'm by myself literally i'm by myself and then they told me they're like oh you're just not so friendly and you don't talk to anybody what the fuck i'm not friendly not talk to anybody i literally i knew that job was problematic when i had henna on and this girl came to me and said oh my god that's like so cultured i'm gonna ask all the cultured questions 
to you. No I said, way. bitch, am I the United Nations of colored people? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? POC ambassador here. Yeah, I said, hi, I represent all the people, everybody. Yeah, and that's when I knew that job was problematic. But being fired from that job, it really was like, okay, cool. I My feelings was really hurt. I didn't apply to a job for quite a minute because I was so hurt about mm-hmm. it. But it ended up being a really good thing for me. If I see it like a way that I ev- evolved as a person, it was a, good, it was a good opportunity for me just to bounce back from it and find I was like, let me just go work at a place that I actually like and people that I actually can like respect. I didn't respect none of the managers there. Mm-hmm. All they did was talk shit right in front of me and then tell me I was not a talker. I said, I saw y'all talking shit. I respect when bosses talk shit about me. They I've, were like, I've, they were, I've learned that. It's like my sixth time. No, now. I was literally at the front desk and they were talking shit like right where I was at. So I'm like, why would I talk to you guys in my head if y'all are just talking shit about every single person that works here? I said, nah. When they fired me, I was like, y'all could have just gave me a text. Why do you make me drive to work and then <laughs> tell me I was fired? They... They did that to me when I got That's some bullshit. Y'all gotta find better ways to fire people. They waited till 10 a.m. An hour after I clocked in, handed me a check for $1,000 and said, yeah, we're letting you go. But at least I got a free trip out to Denver out of it. So it is what it is. I Damn. ain't mad. I got my own little mini vacation right out of college. So I'm not even mad about it. So how do you want to? Uh... I think I, the only advice I would say to people and the last thing I would say is, if you think that you have peaked at a certain time and you are just plateauing and you are just, you know, self wise, marriage wise, career, sexuality, yeah, or sex isn't sex wise, no, no. sexuality, I think it's sex wise, oh, my bad, <laughs> reproductive wise, <laughs> oh, yeah, that too, um, career wise, really, any wise, if you think that you've plateaued and you're reflecting back on the past and you keep thinking, like, this was it, this was the best that I will ever be, nothing is really going for me. You have to, and, and and you're just stuck in stuck in a deep hole or whatever. First of all, try to get yourself out of there. No, not try. Do it. Um, no matter how you got to do it, just do it. Confide in people. Um, exercise. You can outside. even you can even email at paltalkrealtalk uh, Gmail and I'll beat your ass. All I gotta write, I'm a, beat your ass. Emily, all 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 you gotta say is Emily and Henny. I've peaked, and I'll reply back. I'm gonna beat your ass. That's <laughs> If you need Where that, you at? Drop your location. Be so ass. If you think you peaked, don't worry. Email us. If you think you peaked and that's it, trust in the comeback. You'll get the comeback. Ooh. Trust in the comeback. Your like comeback that. is coming. And I always say when things in my life always are so down, I always say it can only get better from here. And it's true. It always gets better from here. It's true. So my last tip would be about peaking is peaking has to do with I think also what other people think about you. You've placed such a high standard on what others think about you that you're like, oh man, everybody be like, remember how you was like the man in high school or the woman in the high school or in college? It's it's like a reflection of what others have thought about you. And I think that anytime you place somebody else's value on on yourself, you're always going to lose every single time. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose every single time because you're not doing what's best for you. So peaking can come from just others honestly what other how other people view you that's actually 10 times worse than how you view yourself a lot of times because it's like oh you it's really hard to change and then tell everybody else you've changed and they can't see that change it's the worst feeling ever you're like but i'm not who i used to be and people aren't understanding keep doing it keep changing and keep being who you want to be eventually people are going to have to deal with it the world will catch up just keep doing it period i'm about to hit the every episode we usually talk about a a lady of the hour and a gentleman of the night people who have inspired us this week and deserve the recognition that they deserve because they're simply the kings and queens of the of the episode 
I just love her so much. My lady of the hour is Nicki Minaj. I freaking love. I fell in love with Nicki Minaj when I was like in junior high, and it was as soon as I heard "Assalamu alaikum" no oink for me, and I never let a deep boy boink for free. Woo! Me and junior high went. Oh my god! Did she just say "Assalamu alaikum"? <laughs> what? I was freaking out. That's the song that made me really, really fall in love with her. But I think it was um also that what made me fall in love with Nicki Minaj was um when they were introducing the whole um. Let me put this pussy on your side, bird. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, young Money? Yeah, Bedrock. 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 I know the song. It's about Young Money, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Cash Money. Yeah, Cash Money. Not Young Money, Cash Money. It says it's Cash Money, Young Money Records, but they're Cash Money. Anyways, I just want to say that um, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Lewinsky, Nicki the Boss, I just love you. And also, I want to say stop with the comparison between her and Cardi, okay? Nikki is a veteran. She's been in the game for like 10 years plus, and Cardi is just coming out. And they're completely two different rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, just let it go with the damn comparison. I like Cardi, and I like Nikki. I'm always going to be a Nikki fan. Always. I Just bring Safari back. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though. But <laughs> Safari is a great writer. But I will always love Nicki Minaj. I think she's one of my favorite rappers in the whole wide world. And I just I just wanted to just, I love her so much. That's all. Yay to our lady of the hour. And this is another episode of Pound Talk Real Talk with your host, Henny and Amalaya. <laughs> Henny the part-time bum, full-time scammer, part-time stripper, part-time Nicodian. The code, the code, part time white man's whore. <laughs> she got called by a full time white man's whore. Girl, don't get my name right, my title right there. Full time, full time white man's whore. Oh, and also, um, follow Pal Talk Real Talk's uh, uh, Instagram page, and then we also do have a, a Gmail at paltalkrealtalk at gmail.com. We appreciate every single person that's all been listening to us, and I just want to say thank you so much to everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take care of your to that, yeah. And with that, we complete this week's episode of Pal Talk Real Talk. As always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, take care of your mental health, and do something good. And that's it.